you each and every one <clears throat> just welcome you into the house of the Lord this evening and pray that God will touch your life in a supernatural way amen let's sing what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can wash away my sins oh nothing but the blood
and I know, yes I know, Jesus' blood can make a violent sinner clean, and I know, yes I surely know, Jesus' blood can make the violent sinner clean. Oh, 
Glory, glory, glory be to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's all stand together. Sing, for it reaches to the highest mountain. For it reaches to the highest mountain. our Lord and give him praise and thanksgiving for he is worthy of it all amen just to lift his name in praise and adoration thank him for his precious blood and for the atonement hallelujah we have a couple of prayer requests that I want to bring before you this evening brother uh, Victor Adamora 
right over here. Could you come and lead us in prayer tonight? <laughs> Please, brother. I appreciate that. Um, brother Jason Watkins, uh, his assembly has got uh, a lot of COVID going through it, and we just want to remember them in prayer. And with that, brother uh, Jason DeMars is also afflicted, and he's currently in the ICU, so we just want to bring our brother before the Lord. The blood reaches. Praise God. It don't matter. The blood reaches even to the ICU. And someone that has COVID, it's a new disease, but the Lord knew all about it and supplied our every need. Amen. Hallelujah. And we just also... uh, from a request from Sister Margaret here. She has a uh, friend named Yasmin, and we just want to remember her in prayer. She's been away from the Lord for a few years. The Lord is tugging at her heart, and she will be watching the service tonight. I guess she reached out to Sister Margaret, so we just want to remember that friend of hers in prayer. And uh, amen. Brother Victor, why don't you come? Take these needs and each 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 one of you that have a need and we're we're needy people and just lift it before God. Amen. God sees the need. Amen. Come, brother. Saints, let's bow our heads. Lord, you are truly a faithful God, Father. You are truly a holy God, Father. And Lord, we come into your presence tonight, Lord Jesus, to worship you, Father. To give you praise and to give you glory, Father. For you alone are worthy of the adoration and the praise, Father. You alone are worthy, Father, of the worship, Lord Jesus. So Lord, we come before you tonight, Lord, humbling ourselves in your presence, laying aside the affairs of the day, the thoughts of the day, Lord, the cares of life, Father, to come, Lord, to offer spiritual sacrifices of praise before your throne, to lift up your holy name, O God, that you alone will be magnified, Father. You alone, O God, will be high and lifted up, Father. Not our thoughts, Lord Jesus, not other cares, but, Father, you will be lifted up, Father. You said, O God, that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me, Father. And Lord, we have such a desire to be drawn unto you this evening, Father. Coming with our hearts prepared. The ground is prepared, Father, to now receive the seed of the word, Father. To be followed by the reign of your spirit, Lord Jesus. To bring forth the fruit, Lord Jesus, of your word. And so we come tonight, Lord, humbly. And Lord, your word is said in your word, Father, that if we my people which are called by my name shall assemble themselves together and pray that I the Lord will hear from heaven Lord we are assembled together in the name of Jesus Christ in the chosen place of worship Lord to lift up your holy name O God and to bring these needs before your throne of grace 
Father, these are needs, Father God. They were penned down because they were dire needs. Lord, because they needed prayer. Because they needed somebody, Lord, to come on their behalf and move in a sovereign way, Father. Lord, it's an immediate situation, oh God. Father God, perhaps a junction of time. Somebody laying at the doors of death. But Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus, to offer, Lord Jesus, praise and worship, Lord. To invite your spirit, oh God, to come and to meet these needs tonight, Father. That, Lord, through the preaching of your word, that the word of God will go forth in power and demonstration, oh God, and heal your people, Father. Lord, COVID is nothing before you, O oh God. Lord, as your prophet said, that cancer is nothing, Father, before you. Lord, say may COVID, Father. Lord, we come against that devil, O oh God. Thou trying to afflict the people of God. Try and separate the people of God. Lord, we bind that spirit even now, Father. Lord, we resist it from the church of the living God. We resist it from the church, Lord, around the world, Father. Satan trying to oppress the people of God. Lord, we come against them, Father tonight, Lord God, that the powers of darkness will be broken, oh God, that the light of God will go forth, oh God, and separate the darkness from the light, Father. May the light of God shine in these situations now, Father. Lord, we ask in faith tonight, Lord, believe in. You said, ask anything in my name, believe in, and I will do it, Father. You said, you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Lord, your word has said that by your stripes we were healed. Father, these are your promises that you've laid there. And Father, by faith tonight, we lay hold of your promise, O God. Not for ourselves, but for the needs of your people, O God. That, Lord, you would move in a supernatural way tonight and meet the needs of your people, O God. Lord, Sister Margaret has penned down, O God, for the need of someone needed salvation. Lord, you were the God that met a woman by the well. You were the God that met Lazarus or, or Zacchaeus upon a tree, Father. Lord, you know no time. You know no bounds, Father. Lord, your spirit can go anywhere to meet any predestinated seed of God. So, Father, tonight I pray that your spirit will go forth through the preaching of the word. May the spirit of go forth, O God, and meet the need, Father. That desire, that hunger that's laying there, Father. And bring that fruit, that life, O God, to where it needs to be, Lord Jesus. Father, is any here that is sick amongst us, Father? Lord, as the preaching of the word goes forth again, Lord. Lord, there's nothing like the word of God, Father. It's the all-powerful word. It's the sovereign word. It's the word that meets every one of our needs. And Father, as the man of God comes behind the sacred desk, Father, we're not looking to be preached happy. But Father, we're looking to receive life, receive food, receive eagle meat. Father, Lord, that we can fly beyond the realms of this world, to fly into the supernatural, into the heavenly places, oh God, where we can speak and it Take place, Father. Lord, the spoken word in effect, O God. Lord, anoint the man of God. Lord, as we prayed much, we pray that the Spirit of God would anoint him. May the dove of the Holy Spirit descend upon him even now. Lord, as he comes behind this place, may he lose himself. May he minister things, O God, that have come from only God above. Lord, may he direct me, direct his thoughts, O God, to meet the needs of your people. For truly, Lord, we are needy people. But Father, we cast our cares upon you, for you careth for us. Lord, if there's any requests that I've missed, oh God, may your spirit go forth even now, Lord Jesus. Lord, and meet every need and divine presence. May that need reach forth in faith tonight, oh God. And lay hold of the hem of your garment as you pass by the service, as you pass through the internet streams. Father, may they lay hold of your word. 
take have the preeminence tonight, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to gather. We give you praise and we give you glory for you alone are worthy. We honor you, Lord, and we love you and we worship you. Father, we love you and we give you praise. And I feel in my heart to give you worship tonight with the church of the living God, Father, to lift our voices, Lord, in praise and adoration to you because you alone are God. You alone are mighty. You are the destroyer of our enemies. Father, you are the one that goes before us, goes behind us, is surrounding us with songs of deliverance. You are the mighty God unveiled before us. Your word is all powerful, Father. You are high and lifted up, not only in the church, but in our lives, Father. And so we lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Father, for that name, Lord, every demon must tremble, every knee must bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, fathers, we worship you tonight, Father God. May you give the man of God liberty, Father. Lord Jesus, to minister your word and may we continue to worship. May we continue to praise. For in that worship is our deliverance. For in that worship is our needs met, Father. So we give you praise and honor tonight, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You can have your seats tonight. God bless you all and just welcome you all once again. And um, there's a uh, sister Callista has uh, a co-worker here with with her sister uh, Seraphine and her family. Just want to welcome them tonight. God bless you. And uh, I believe uh, we also have uh, Brother John and Sister Deb Halverson and family just sitting back over here from Saskatchewan. Is that correct? Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Michael, you have a special for us tonight? All right. Why don't you come? While he's getting ready, let's sing, If That Same Spirit That Raised Christ from the Dead. If that same spirit that raised us from the dead It's made for 
Ah. Uh-huh. 
that so much brother michael really enjoyed that song that's uh, one of my favorites amen amen it's going to be a wonderful wonderful place to be isn't it perfect love perfect unity divine fellowship perfect harmony perfect peace oh my everything's perfect there's not going to be any complaining no doubting no crying, no whining, no complaining. Did I say that already? <laughs> oh my. Can't even imagine it, but it's sure going to be nice. <laughs> Praise God. And while we're there, we'll just look up to the Lord. Amen. Look in His wonderful face. And... Amen. Maybe we can sing this song together while Brother Mike Ray comes. Um, I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary. Let's start with a verse. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. For it was grace that Just why he came to 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looked beyond our fault, Lord. Blessed be your name. Lord, you saw our need. Sin. Stained, wretched. Sinners, Lord, far from you. And you looked beyond our fault. You looked beyond our sin. You looked beyond our shame. And saw that we needed a Savior. Oh, we needed a sacrifice. We needed an atonement for our sin. And you, you looked far past, oh God. And Lord, you made the impossible possible. For you yourself came down from, Cal- from heaven above to Calvary, oh God. Oh, looking beyond our fault. We thank you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah to your name. Lord, take this service tonight. Lord, into your hands and do as you please. Lord, trembling in spirit, Lord, we pray you just have your perfect liberty. Not knowing what's the needs of your heart, of your children's hearts. Not knowing what's on their minds. Not knowing who's present, Lord. Not knowing who's listening, who's connected. Lord, that's for you to care for, Lord. Lord, we just want to get out of the way. Lord, the people to hear. Lord, that they would maybe pull on your word, Lord. If they come with, with expectation, I pray you fill it tonight, Lord. They come with a need, I pray you meet it tonight, Lord. Lord, it's your word we come to. That you could break the bread of life tonight, we pray. Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Preaching the name of the Lord Jesus tonight. Happy to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, musicians. Tonight that'll be everything. Oh, we'll sing. You can bring your take your Bibles tonight. We're going to turn to Ephesians. Just uh, a little reminder. We have the Saturday night service at 6, this coming Saturday, and Sunday, both of them at the camp. And also, just to put it in your calendar, we are looking to uh, to do uh, have young peoples, not this week, but next week. That'll be next, next Friday, that's the 22nd of October, and so we'll announce that as we, as we get closer, but that's October 22nd. And uh, my, I'm, I'm just going to thank the Lord. We've been praying. It was hitting my phone from different different ones. I'm sure you all seen it because we're all probably elbowing each other. And the U.S. side was open, amen, that we could drive down come in November. So that allows us Canadians to drive down and see our brothers and sisters in the States, amen. You know, the added bonus to that is that they don't require a test from us. Oh my, that was wonderful. So now we're praying a very strategic prayer again, but EBA, the Canadians to remove that. Amen. And maybe even pray that, in fact, it's already happened. Pressure is being put on the Canadian side from the American side. I like it. So we'll pray in that direction as well. Amen. So we're just happy and thrilled that that's coming ahead. So in that, in that thought process, we mentioned it back, uh, just we're filtering it through in September, different ones in the state side. I know Thanksgiving is in November for the states, but we are looking to maybe do, uh, you know, something in, on the state side of the camp for Thanksgiving. If, uh, you know, Canadians are able to go down, maybe we'd have a, a big Thanksgiving in the state side, maybe. So we'll just, We've been we we filtered it out there back in September, but uh, we were we we're praying for the borders. So here the borders are. So Lord, 
open the doors and may we have a we could have a wonderful time. So keep that in prayer. We'll make some thoughts on that as we get forward, go forward. All right, Ephesians 4. 30. Very, very, very familiar scripture. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Very familiar scripture. You probably could memorize that. I'm going to read just the Amplified says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption. Amen. Branded. As God's own. Amen. Let's just go back in scripture. We'll go back to Ephesians 1. Verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him. Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Unto the praise of his glory. I'll read again a little bit of an amplified on that verse 13. It says, and believed in him and adhered to him and relied on him. Were stamped. With the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats tonight. God bless the reading of the Lord's Word. I'm going to take some breaths tonight, Brother Tim. I took a few right there. I'm going to go a little slower tonight. Lord willing. Heavy on that part. (laughs) Ah, amen. Lord, help us. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you were sealed unto the day of redemption. I just, I had a tough time titling this service tonight, but I'm going to just title it and if we go with the direction. Identified by a mark. Identified by a mark or identified even by God's mark. And just as we go in that direction, you know, people these days... There's an extreme desire to be satisfied. To be satisfied. Who wants to be satisfied? Who likes to be unsatisfied? I didn't think so. I didn't even give you a chance to raise your hand because I didn't think you would. Right? There's, a, there's an incredible desire for satisfaction. Uh, you know, and, and it's, I think, a, a large aspect of what people are running to and fro for is because they're looking for just that. Satisfaction. There, you know, my goodness, where people race to and fro. I was almost hit by by a car a few days ago with my family because people are just busy. Their eyes are going whichever direction. They're maybe focused on something because they're seeking something. They're racing hard. They're on hair trigger, hair trigger, you know, um, uh, attitudes and whatever. So they're working multi jobs. They're barely keeping ahead. They're trying to attain some sort of success and some sort of satisfaction. They're trying to attain, maybe attain to a certain mark that they've set ahead of them and, and defined success. So they've defined satisfaction by a certain area. And so they're racing for it. They're trying to attain to it. Right? But 
You know, unfortunately, people aren't attaining it. People aren't attaining what they have desired. Or maybe they even see it so far out, it's unattainable. And so then they either get so low, and Brother Branham, he spoke in the service, identified with Christ. He said they're just so dissatisfied. The insane institutions are overrun. They're dissatisfied. They don't know what they want. They seem to be something that are reaching after, but they just never come to it. And they're reaching for it. And so mothers are trying to work. They're leaving their homes. Men want to be men. Are, we see men trying to be women, women trying to be men, people trying to be who, who knows what, some new abbreviation. They're searching for something. I don't know what they're going for, but they're searching for something. And they're unsatisfied with whatever they've got. And we see overdose. I was speaking with a sister who works in the hospitals just this weekend, and we were talking about the COVID situation, and we were talking about even ER and the different things, and it wasn't even COVID that was really causing the emergency. It was the overdoses that were coming in more often and more, more than we're hearing a lot of COVID, but it's the ODs that are, that are causing. Because they're unsatisfied. They're trying to attain something, and they can't find it, so they're, they're seeking it in something else. And, and, and again, it, it's a ripple effect, and now we see we suicides rates and all these different things. It's unsatisfied, and it's unattainable for them. I mean, it's sad. And what makes them do it, Brother Bram says, is for a cause. It's a nature. God gave them that nature. They've got a nature that makes them want to have something to identify themselves with. They must have something they want to be like. They need an objective in life. So they're searching for that thing. that They need an objective. They're searching for that purpose. They're searching for something they want to be like that would satisfy some craving inside of them. Some thirst that they have and they're longing for it. They're desiring it because God says, Brother Bram says, there's a nature in them. God gave them the nature to try and be like something. If I get there, I'm satisfied. And too many aren't getting there. And so they try to attain something. They pattern their lives after something. They say, oh, that's, that's success right there. That, that, that's gonna, that was going to fill my need. If I can be like that, I'm going to make it. If I can pattern after that, I'm going to reach success. or I'm going I'm to reach satisfaction. Brother Bram says, I was hearing on the radio coming home. He says, where some great Italian man at Denver was trying to play Hopalong Cassidy. Who knows who Hopalong Cassidy is? One. All right. He's like some old time cowboy, right? That's Hopalong Cassidy, some, some cowboy uh, character. Trying to play a Hopalong Cassidy or something with a loaded gun. Instead of that, he's going to be a Chester the rest of his life because he shot his kneecap off. There you are. I don't know who Chester is, but he was trying to be something, trying to identify himself. Apparently, he became a real Hopalong. <laughs> I, I just chuckled when I read it. I don't know who Chester was, but... But around says, there you are. He says that they're trying to find something to identify themselves with. He was trying to, trying to connect himself and, and be that. Obviously, he had a driving desire to be hop along. He got it. And the reason they're doing that, he said, is because there's something in them. God made them that. God's made you that way to try and identify with something, to try and attain a certain, certain place of satisfaction. Everyone needs or desires to be connected or associated. You know, when nobody likes to be alone. <laughs> nobody wants to be completely disconnected. You want to be part of something. Right? You gotta, hey, just go, go, go to school again and find out, just be that person all alone. Right, Victor? You want to be part of a group. You want to be part of a, of a little, you know, and God forbid, a little clicks, a little this, a little that. 
And because nobody wants to be outside. So they try and pattern after something so they can be a part of it. People look to superstars and celebrities and types and all these and they see that as success. That's successful. I, I got to be like that. And then I'll, I'll make it. So they pattern their life actually after that because they, they feel that it's, it's, a, it's a mark worth, worth making. If I can get to that or even be like that, then I'm somebody. I'm successful. My goodness, people go to extents of, of, of patterning. We were chatting with my brother there on the weekend. And we were, he was, uh, who was it? Joel or Sam, someone, someone was down somewhere a little while ago in some city and there was what they call Comic Con on. Anybody know what Comic Con is? Yeah? Oh my goodness. They just talk about somebody trying to identify with something. These are people that are dressed up in some character, some comic character to the umpteenth degree. Going through, go, they take a whole year to, to create a costume that's not even a costume. It's a real deal. Because they're identifying with that. They say, if I can make that, you know, I'm satisfied. And they throng to it. They're searching for something. Uh, our little kids, they'll, they'll look at a sports star and they'll try and pattern every move they make. They got exactly what they do. The ball around the back, through the legs, the pucks. Because they're trying to pattern and say, hey man, I just want to be like that. I want to be just like that guy. He's, 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 he's everything. Our hairstyles, we pattern. We're, we're identifying with something. My goodness... A little while ago, there were some books and some films that came out, and there was a, a female archer. And you know what? Everybody, every female, every girl had to be an archer because they wanted to pattern themselves and identify with that. Driven. Driven to pattern after humanity. So people want to identify themselves with someone and take on the likeness of it and something that bears a mark or a similarity with that. And it connects them because they feel that that's something worth connecting with. Careful. Careful what you're wanting and desiring to identify yourself with. Oh my goodness, have we heard that word 80 times this, a day this year? Well, I don't identify that way. I identify as this. I identify as that. There's one identity. Amen. One identity. That we want to identify with. Identify yourself. But I'm with some movie queen. See where you'll be. Identify yourself with some cowboy. See where you'll be. And some teenager. You see where you'll be. But I challenge you tonight. Identify yourself with Jesus Christ. In his death. In his resurrection. And see where you'll be. At the resurrection. Amen. For if we suffer with him. We shall reign with him. That's our identity. That's what we want to be like. We don't, we don't want to choose the things of this world. And identify some comic character. Or some film or book character. And be like, I just want to be like that. It's unsatisfying. And you're going to be in a spiral. Until you identify with Jesus Christ. But our brother says. Where will you be at the resurrection? Brothers and sisters. We ain't just fooling around. <laughs> we ain't just fooling around. I, I, I was praying, Lord, I just ain't coming to just to stay and just talk to the people. We, the brothers don't here just come here to preach and exhaust air and expend their lungs. You don't just come here to sit in a pew. They're like, well, it's Wednesday night service. I better go do my duty. My goodness, what a miserable existence if that's why you're here. Why are we here? So that you can be part of a resurrection. So you can identify with the resurrected Jesus Christ. Not, and, and spend eternity. If you ain't here for that, 
and you're just here to fill time, just walk out the door. You say, Lord, I'm not, if that's what I am here, here for, may I change my whole thought and focus tonight? Because I'm going to identify with one thing, I'm telling you tonight, one thing or another. I don't really care how many things you, you, you think's out there, there's two. There's two things you can identify with. There is two marks. There's two uh, that would identify you with one of two sides. There is the mark or the seal of God, one, or there's the mark of the beast. That's it. That's really what it comes down to. Two marks. Satan would like you to believe that you can take on really any mark or identify with anything, especially these days, and all's good. It's all fine. You can identify with this group. You can identify with, 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 with this political flavor. You can identify with it. Whatever you want to be, whatever makes you satisfied, whatever brand, whatever religion. You can be this. You can be that. You can be Buddhist. You can be Sikh. You can be Muslim. I don't really care. You can identify with that, and it's all fine. Mm-mm. It's not all fine. You either identify with Jesus Christ or you identify with the devil himself. All those other things are just facades that are going to try and make you believe that you're just okay when you're not okay. At the end of the road, you can be only identified with one of the two. There's no other marking. No other marking. And there's no abstaining. There's no abstaining. You can't sit there and be like, yeah, I'm not voting on this one. I don't want to be one or the other. Can I just sit in the middle? No, there's no abstaining votes here. You know, when someone confirms they abstain for voting, it means they're just voting neither for or against. It's like, I'm not, at it. I'm not there. No, you're on one or the other side. Okay, man? You're going to identify with one or the other. Now, it was that way in... In the uh, Passover, you either had the blood on the door or you did not. It was one or the other. There was no halfway. It was all blood or nothing. And then it was either all death or all life. One or the other. Amen. Blood on the door was marked by the blood of the lamb. A token was placed to mark the doorway. And you identified with Moses' message. You identified with all that he had said. And you said, you know what? That's life. I need that. I'm going to put the blood on the doorway. Every aspect, whatever someone thought about it, they didn't care. They said, that's where life is. I need blood on the doorpost. And I'm going to identify and mark my door. If you weren't identified with that, it was death. It was death. What a time that would have been. Mm. There was a process of that identification. It just wasn't willy-nilly. You had to do exactly what the prophet said. You had to take it exactly the way he said. You had to take the lamb exactly the way he said. You had to take the hyssop. You had to slay the lamb. It had to be exactly a certain type of lamb of a certain type of age. It had to be without blemish. There were certain parameters. You had to follow the word of the day. It wasn't just someone's thoughts or someone's idea. Well, I don't really care. Maybe it can be like an eight-year-old lamb. Who doesn't really matter? Blood is blood, right? So I'm just going to, you know, take anyone. No, it it did matter. Because it was eight-year-old lamb blood on the door. You died. Your firstborn died. It mattered exactly how you, what, what you did with what you heard. And identified with exactly the word of the day. It mattered. It mattered in Rahab's household. Didn't it? It sure mattered in Rahab's household. 
matter whether she had a scarlet thread hanging out of her window. And she identified that and received the scorn of it. She did. Can you imagine? They knew. They knew Rahab was, had just basically betrayed the city. Come on. They weren't, they weren't no dummies. Two men come in. Oh, they left this way. And here they have this scarlet rope hanging out her window. It's like, <clears throat> ridicule, scorn, pushed away. I'm, I, I can imagine. But she identified with the token. All that mattered to her was that it was hanging out her window. Because they said to her, if you have this out here, if the token is displayed in all that's in your household, all that's in your household will be there, they will be saved. So she was holding on exactly and identifying with the token in her window because she wanted it to ensure that her family was safe. Amen. What an opportunity. Two choices. You know, think of it if you were her family. They had one of two choices. Israel was coming whether they liked it or not and whether they wanted to be involved or not. Again, no abstaining on this one. And they either could choose to be in Rahab's home or they could choose not to. What were the downsides? I could be in Rahab's home, and, it, and, and what she said is not true, and then they died. Or I don't go in Rahab's home, and I die. One or the other, right? But they could identify with the, with the core. They could identify with Rahab. They could take the ridicule. They could take the scorn and bear the reproach of it and be saved. So if you're, that's, if you're sitting here, you say, what are your options tonight? You say, I can identify with Jesus Christ. And I, I don't know wh- wh- where exactly it is, but you can. What's the downside to following, following the message of the hour? What's the downside? Because if it's true, if it's true, you're in a good spot. If it's not true, you did your best. Say, Lord, I tried to follow you the best I can. Can, can, uh, compare that to now rejecting. I'm just going to live and eat, sleep, and be merry. Well, you're in a tough spot. An identifying mark. I wonder what you're identified with tonight. But Abraham said a mark is a distinction. It makes a difference, and it separates something. You say you got a mark against you or a mark, but you never said you had one seal against you. He says you got one mark against you. A seal is a sign of ownership, which we'll maybe go into a little bit. And a mark, it's a distinction. And a church is sealed by the Holy Spirit showing ownership. God owns the church. But the mark of the beast is the wayward, the outcast, the refused to take and come God's provided way. So a mark, it's a distinction. You're marked. Cain got marked. And it was sent out of the presence of God. He was, he was a marked man. Right? And so he had a mark. Now, I'll briefly go into... You say, wow, the mark of the beast. That's a serious uh, topic. Yes, it is serious. But Abraham says, it is, this is serious. But Abraham, the scripture says, And they followed another angel, saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen that great city, because she made all nations drink the wine and the, of the wrath of her fornication. Revelation 14, 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If a man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same, same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. 
But Abraham says, whoa, we don't want that. And the smoke of their torment ascended, ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and its image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Revelations 21 to 4 said, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan bound him and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. I saw thrones and they sat upon them. Judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of the God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Two very different pathways. Two very different pathways. One, drinking of the wrath, tormented with the fire and brimstone. This is scripture. You say, Brother Michael, that's a little heavy tonight. I'm just telling, I'm asking you tonight, who are you identified with? What's your identification? You're going to be identified by a mark. I want, I'm just prodding you tonight. And maybe you're here. I believe everybody, praying everybody here is saved and sealed and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. But maybe one needs to ask the question, who am I identified with? You know, it's been a subject that many people in all ages actually have after, wondered after. My goodness, do a search on the mark of the beast on Google and you get a whole lot of weirdness. <laughs> so don't do a search on Google. <laughs> Mercy. My goodness, everybody has every everything. And Brother Branham talks about it. He had a young man come up to him and say, you know, Brother Branham, you know what the mark of the beast is? And Brother Branham responded and he says, well, here it is right here. And he showed him a picture. He said it was a Statue of Liberty. It's apparently the mark of the beast. But Brother Branham's like, yeah, I don't quite think that's it. Radio station, you said in the 50s, going to get a tattoo machine and putting every, putting one on a forehead and hands. And, you know, that's going to be the mark of the beast. And he mentions about the NRA, which the only NRA you know is the National Rifle Association. Is that what he was talking about? Is, is sure, if you, if you join the National Rifle Association, you receive the mark of the beast. Yeah, this is what Brown talks about. It's come, or it's, it's to come, or it's past, or it's here, or, or Nero, he was the beast, and, and communism, Russia, they must be the mark, or, or they're the beast. Quarantine and vaccination, mark of the beast. <laughs> Heard it all now, haven't we? It was that way in Brother Branham's day. It just keeps continuing all the way through. My goodness. So just to set it straight, my goodness, am I ever thankful for a word of our day? My, that you could go, and I'm so thankful for the message of Brother Darren and Brother Jean, Brother Andrew, that I could go into a scripture, and there's a teeny little number beside him, and be like, Bink. wow, what does the prophet say about it? Have you done that? My, in this day, you better be doing a lot of that. Because there's so much coming at you, so much garbage in the media. You say, oh, Mark, to the beast of vaccination. Come on. If you don't know what it is, you get in the scripture. You go read Revelations 14. You tap the little icon on the side that says, you know, eight things or 14 things. And you see what a message says about it. My goodness, that's where we need to be. That's where our identification is. The word of our day. Now you see what the mark of the beast is. It's the mark of apostasy. It's a person who just thinks, well, listen now, well, I belong to church and I'm just as good as the next fellow. And am I not belong to this church? And you realize where your church, church organization that you're depending on, where it come from. Do you realize 
What Abraham's talking about. Do you realize where your organization comes from? Which is an image of the beast. Under the beast, the Bible says, He that worships the beast receives his mark or the letter of his name. Now watch in the forehead. People think it's a stamp. Think it's a stamp on their hand. Stamping machine in the 50s is going to come out and... They think that. He said, but it's knowledge or deed. That don't mean you got a big tattoo on your face. It don't have to be that. It's not talking to the outward. It's talking of the spiritual. But let's be spiritually minded, right? It's the knowledge or deed. He's all right. He says another quote. I belong to this certain church. Yes, sir. And on Sunday, you just, just to have about enough respect for it to come in and out of the rain, he said, and goes down instead of going to prayer meeting, you close up the church, sit and watch television, go out there, drink, care on, act like the rest of the world. He says, remember, that's the mark of sin. Say, saints, I don't know. I don't need to come to Wednesday night church, or maybe I'll just stream on Sunday morning. I'll just have a loosey goosey kind of life. You know, do I need to? You know, church doesn't really matter. Serving God, you know, we can have a loose relationship. I barely even pray. I hardly pray once a month. I don't read my Bible. I don't even know what the message of app is. I don't, I don't know nothing. Just a loosey way of church, barely enough to come to serve. There's no fire. There's no desire. I tell you, it's a mark of sin. God put some fire in your veins, in our bones, and some zealous fervency for the things of God. Because this is where we're at. We're at the end time. My. My Lord, help us. Mark in the head means that they will have to take the doctrine of the world church system, which is Trinitarianism, etc. And the mark in the hand, which means to do the will of the world church. Resume of the church ages. With this great power, the church systems will persecute the true bride. The image will try to keep the bride from preaching and teaching. If you don't know what the image is, read the message. Read the scripture. Brother Brown talks about as a Protestant denominational organization system, an image that was raised up. Image trying to keep the bride from preaching and teaching. Her ministers will be forbidden to give comfort, truth to the people who need it. But before the Antichrist, in person, takes over this complete world system of churches... The true church will be taken away from this world to be with her Lord. Amen. My, that's an important part. I'll get there. Why? Again, just trying to deal with some of, just a little bit of, as we move along here a little bit. I'm taking a breath. Now. Brother Bram says, now people, no one wants to die. I don't care how well you go to church, how loyal you are to church. That's fine. Nothing against that. You should go to church. You do that. Keep on going to church. But whatever, just throw away your traditions and move right on up into Christ. Throw away your just, this is what we do. Throw away your message tradition. I don't, whatever it is in your mind, this is what I grew up doing and just becomes just an everyday traditional thing, just as bad as a Pharisee, but whatever you do and move right on up into Christ, because it's going to sound one of these days, you're going to be caught with the mark of the beast on you and not know what it is until it's too late. My goodness. Because when you do that Google, they're saying, you know, you're going to know exactly when you when the mark of the beast comes. You're going to come there and they're going to basically stamp you. You're going to know exactly what happens. And, and, and in some cases, we don't even know who the Antichrist is. We don't even know what the mark of the beast is. And if you think you know it, you're, you know, you're way off. That's what they're being taught. Yeah. 
Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You, Brother Branham says, you are going to be caught with the mark of the beast on you and not know what it is until it's too late. Oh, my. He says, oh, there'll be a mark and it's already marked. Just reject. Here we are. Just reject the Holy Ghost and you're marked. Wow. There it is. Just reject. Just reject the word of your day. And you're marked. That's how, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? If you're down, if you're in Moses' day and you rejected the Passover, you rejected the token, you rejected the blood on the doorpost, guess what? You are taking the other side of it. The unmarked, the un, the un, uh, blood on the doorway. That was the only two options. So if you rejected it, it was marked for death. It was death angel. But if you accepted the word of that day, it was life. Not painting a complicated picture. What a deceiver. Just a, it's really just a scripture. Blind, naked, this is where we are in Laodicea. Wretched and don't even know it. And identified with something they don't even know about. My, what a slicker. What a slicker that would be trying to get. That's what he's trying to put, put all these systems together. Think that they're worshiping God. Think that they're worshiping the king of kings. And here they're worshiping really just an image under the beast. An organizational system or a Catholic system. And it's the mark itself. And thinking they're fine. And the whole world is brought to Babylon. is brought by the world council of churches. Which will make every one of them bow to her. And you've took the mark of the beast not knowing what you're doing. My. But God sent a word. Because of the scripture that says, come out of her, my people. Come out of those systems, my people. And then, so he had to send a word because there was an elect that had a, that was listening for a different sound. There was an eagle scream. There was something that said, no, this isn't working for me. Those of you that were been in denominations, someone that was in, or in the Catholic churches or whatever those systems is saying, this isn't fulfilling my thirst. There's no satisfaction. I am not identifying with this. There's gotta be something more. There is something more. It's called the word of our day. It's called a prophet that was sent to say, come out of her, my people. And be not partakers of her plagues. Oh, my. Now, when the Catholic Church, Rome, gets the money under control, Brother Bram says, then he'll break this covenant with the Jews. Now, we're gone. All right? The covenant with the Jews, we're not even here. We shouldn't be here. Daniel said he would do it in the midst of that last half of the 70 weeks of Daniel. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you should be going to read 70 weeks of Daniel. My son might have a lot of reading this week. And then, brother, what will he do? He'll have all the world trade and commerce, a pact with the world, because he'll hold the wealth of the world completely. And during that time, them two prophets will rise on the scene, Elijah and Moses, and call that 144,000. The bride is gone. The bride is gone. Then what will take place? Then the mark of the beast, Revelation 13, will set in because he holds all the commerce, trade, everything in the world. And what will take place? The mark of the beast will come in that no man can buy or sell. So anybody that's thinking that buying or selling or the restriction thereof right now, thinking that is it, that's not it. When that happens, you don't want to be here. Let's just lay that out flat, all right? If there's a restriction for buying and selling, and it really comes to fruition in that way, and you're seeing it, you missed identifying yourself with Jesus Christ today. That's exactly what happened. Say, oh God, I have no intention of being there. 
That's why we're preaching here. That's why we're preaching Jesus Christ. That's why we're praying, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Get an atonement. There's a cross. Because you don't want to be there. Amen. It's marking time. But my, oh my, Mother Bram says, thank God. The church will be enjoying a great three and a half years in glory. Won't have to go through that. Glory. <laughs> Amen. We'll be at a marriage supper. Amen. Run to Christ. Run to truth before it's too late. Amen. All right. My. You know, I was. Li- I'll, I'll read. I'll read that for you. He says, you know, one of the best assemblies of God. He goes, has got an interpretation of the Antichrist, and they're going to take a vitamin of some sort out of a man and transfer this life out of a man into a great image that's going to stick or step a city block. This is Brother Branham saying this. This is. He goes, oh my! Could you imagine a man filled with the Holy Ghost such an illusion or, as that or claim to be? Trying to explain that the, the Antichrist is going to be some vitamin that's going to take this, this person. He's going to take these big steps as, as, as large as a city block. My. My. As I was reading this, I said, wow, Lord. I, I, I could not over, over thank the Lord for giving a word that could come and point us back to Scripture and bring it all together and show us what the Antichrist is. Show where Rome sits. See where see where the Catholic Church sits. See where the denominational system sits. And then point you back to Scripture. Not some idea of some vitamin. Oh, I'm going to make some, some person big and, and strut some city block. My goodness. It has to go back to here. Brother Bram says, when the Bible says the Antichrist is a man, he says, notice this rioter, he's speaking. It's but Satan, Superman, the incarnate devil, he's an educated genius. I hope you got ears open, he says. We've been wanting a Superman. My goodness, look at Marvel all these days. Everybody's wanting a Superman. And they're going to get it, he says. They're going to get it. Just wait till the church goes up and Satan is cast out. Because the accuser of our brethren cannot be up in heaven. He cannot be there when we come. He gets cast down. And here he is and then he incarnates. And they get Satan, Superman, is what Brother Branham says. And they'll get a man that can really do the job. Yeah. If this is over your head, you need to get in the message. That's really the brass tax of it. Because this is what the message came for. To reveal this. To show us what these mysteries are. People are reading through Revelation. They're like, I have no clue. That's right. They're thinking it's vitamin men that are strutting city blocks. It's not vitamin men. A message came to reveal that and to show us this is the day. This is the hour that the word has been revealed. The mysteries have been opened so that you can look at that and be like, whoa, this is where we are. We're at the end time. That's why the message came. He goes, my, he goes, and he rides his white denominational horse to deceive the people. He'll conquer every religion of the world because they're all going into the confederation of churches, the world confederation of churches. And they already got their buildings built. Everything's setting right in line. There ain't one thing left. Every denomination is stuck right in it. The federation of churches. And what's backing it? Rome. And the Pope is crying, we're all one. Let's come together and walk together. Okay. You know, the World Council of Churches, you know, was founded in 1948. And it had its different gatherings every seven years or so. 
And so then it had one in 19, it had its second, what they call assembly in 1964. And in 1964, they had the Vatican then had their official participation with the World Council of Churches. And they called it, uh, they kind of made a decree at the Second Vatican's Council, and they called it the Restoration of Unity in 1964. And this was, and so it was the restoration of unity among all Christians. We need to all come together. Here is happening at the exact same time that a message is going forth to show you exactly what that is. Parallel. Both spirits have always been going parallel. It started the Cain and Abel, right at the beginning, all the way to the end. All right. In summer of 2022, this coming summer is the 11th assembly which when it began in 1948 and they're going to meet with a theme Christ's love the world Christ's love moves the world to reconciliation and unity that is their theme of 2022 which is the only the second time that they've had a theme of unity which would have been back in 1964 you tell me are they is it moving it's moving it's moving and every year more and more members are joining that World Council of Churches. And it's an image under the beast. But we're not of this world. Enough of that. All right. But that's serious. That's real. That's where we're living. Because Satan is wanting to identify and he's wanting to mark his own. But we're not of this world. I've got a different mark. And I've got a different seal. And man, I was, Brother Branham, he said it just one time, but there's not, whenever you read about the mark of the beast, it's a mark. But whenever you, when Brother Branham references or there's scripture, when it talks about it, it's not the mark of God. It's always the seal of God. The seal, and there's different. As Brother Branham said, a seal is a distinction. But a seal is ownership. A seal is a very different story. Amen? So, Brother Branham says, now the seal of God is the Holy Spirit. But if you, if you, if you wonder why we, why it is so vital to get, to be born again and have a new birth so that your, your heart is filled and you become a new creation is because you must be sealed by the Holy Spirit. That is His seal. That is God's seal. We all know that. The seal of God is the Holy Spirit. So now you know the mark of the beast and we have the seal of God. All right? Now he says, whereby he has sealed us by his Holy Spirit under the day of redemption. He goes, now that doesn't mean he takes the spot up here. He was referencing back to the stamping and stuff. He goes, your forehead is your revelation. See, in your hand is the thing you do about it. It's a spiritual mark. All right. That's what, that's, again, he's continuing that thought through. Now he goes, now, uh, now he goes, I'm going. God doesn't, as we said, God doesn't just mark. God seals. And his mark goes beyond just the basic identification. He said, I've marked this thing and, you know, I've kind of referenced that, you know, whatever it is or who it belongs to or who I identify it with. But when some, when, when there's a seal, a seal is a whole different story. A seal has a, has a multi-part. A seal, uh, part of it would be authentication. When someone put a seal on something, it's because they wanted to authenticate that this is the real deal. It was either in a law or in a contract or an invoice. They put a seal upon that because they wanted to make sure or ratify that this thing was legit. This was no fake. This was something just, just forged up. 
right? And so, you know, we use signatures these days. But in the old times, it was a seal. And seals are pretty intricate. If you look at some of the old time ones, there are these, even these little rolly cylinder things. And they'd, they'd roll them into clay. All right? They'd roll them into wet clay. It's my. Lord, let me be wet clay. Let me be soft, tender clay. Then you can take the seal of God and roll that into me and authenticate who I am and put every little piece, you know, they have intricate little symbols and all that and what they mean. And they roll that into that clay so it could come out exactly the way they want. But if it was some tough, brittle, different cracked clay, guess what? That seal would do zippo. It would just roll right across the top and it's like, did anything happen? No, it's a fake. Or they couldn't even seal it because it was tough clay. Lord, you make, you want your tender heart, tender tablets of your heart. So that God can impress himself and seal you, authenticate you. Amen. In the Bible, you know, we have those rings. You know, Joseph, he had a ring when he was Pharaoh. Mordecai, he got a ring. He got the seal because it was a seal. He could push that into a, into a clay or whichever. And he would, it would certify this is a real decree. And them decrees couldn't change. When that seal put on there, they couldn't even roll it back. And say no, you know, uh, in Esther and, and, the, and the different destruction of the Jews. They couldn't even roll that back. It was so, so true, so authentic, so real, so, so final. No change. When the seal of God hits your soul. And it puts it down so deep. On that pliable clay of your heart. You say, oh God, he puts it down. It's final. There ain't no changing. There is no changing. Whereby you are sealed unto the day of when? Your redemption. My goodness, ain't no nothing the devil can do. Nothing the devil can do to change that. That's why the sealing of the Holy Ghost is so vital. That's why it's so important. Because it's unchangeable. Amen. Hence, it was like a security feature. You know, you find all this, you know, you hold every dollar bill. It's got all these different things in there. A seal, when it authenticated... It was then, therefore, it was like a security feature on the document. It couldn't be changed. It couldn't be altered. Hence, the Holy Spirit fills God's true people. My. Now. You might hang around. But at some point, fakes will be found. Fakes will be found. It has to be authentic. If that seal was a counterfeit seal. Or something didn't match. They would find out. They would find out even if it didn't have a seal. That's what was vital back in the old days. If it didn't have a seal, then it wasn't true. And so someone could try and send something. But Abraham says, I don't care. Judas could have done all kinds of signs and wonders. But when he came to receive the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, he showed his colors. Judas was there all along. All the way through. But Abraham says he had a ministry. But at the end, when it came up to actually the upper room experience, when it came to receiving the Holy Ghost, his true colors were shown. He had no seal. And he could obtain no seal. He was a fake. Didn't go all the way. See how Judas was chosen of God. He was instructed in truth, shared knowledge of the mysteries. He had ministry of power granted unto him, healed the sick, cast out devils. But then the showdown came. He sold out for gold and political power. He did not go to Pentecost to receive the Spirit of God. He was devoid of spirit. Make no mistake about it. He said, a person that is truly baptized by the Holy Ghost in the body of Christ, receiving the fullness of the Spirit, will be in the Word all the way. All the way. 
It'll take the word of the day all the way. Not just a little bit. Not just three quarters of the distance. Not just 99.9% like the serpent was to Eve. Just 99% true. One teeny bit. Mm-mm. All the way. A fake. A fake and could not go through the sealing process. My Lord, help us. Go all the way, Lord. Sealing is ownership. Besides authenticity, sealing would show who owns it. Who is the owner of that certain document or of that certain package or whichever. And even in the, in the, in the days when, when people were slaves and such, they would, they would, they, it would show that somebody owns something. So it identified, a sealing identified who's owned you. Now, that's just like a brand, right? There was no questions after that. They were owned. Brother Brown said he used to brand cattle. He said, we take a calf. I know what you've roped. He goes and hogtied many. He goes, I guess we used to brand them. Someone said to me, aren't you ashamed to pack the hot iron and stick it on his side? I watched some videos of some branding. Ouch. Ouch. I stuck it on his side. He says, nope. I stuck it on his side. He had a kick and fit, all right. Squalled and bellowed. And when he turned him loose, he had a spasm. Spasm, he really run. <laughs> but he knowed who he belonged to. Amen. As he goes, as long as he lives, he goes, I tell you, brother, he goes, it takes a lot of grace to come up to the altar and stay there till the Holy Ghost fills you and burns a seal down into you. He says to come up, scream, cry, act funny, but you know where you belong after that. Oh God, if you have not had that process, maybe it is an altar. Maybe it's a pew. Maybe it's a home chair, but you need to be there till that sealing process sears into your heart. Oh my, he says he was branded. Oh, it hurt him a little bit. It might hurt your pride. It might hurt your pride to back up a few steps and be like, you know what? I went down that road too far. But God give you the courage. God give you the strength to look back and say, man, I derailed from there. I was wrong from there. It might hurt your pride. But take those steps back and say, oh God, I need the branding of your stealing Holy Spirit. I need my heart and my flesh seared so that there's ownership. Ownership. Hallelujah. Sealed by a name. Lord, I want to be identified by him. That's the mark I want on me. That's the sealing I want on me. He says, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous one into it. He says, the name of Jesus Christ is the seal of God. The righteousness of God. Is that God's seal? Whatever you ask in the Father in my name, that I will do. Is that right? Whatsoever you do in the word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is that right? Everything you do, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Seal of God. God's marked seal. Identification is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My, if you want all of that, if you want all the promises of God, that's what you need is the sealing of the Almighty One. Why do you think the devil is so keen to remove the name? Why? Because it removes ownership. Who are you owned by? Who are you owned by? Little tag on the thing, it's like Father. Oh, whose is that? It's father. It's his. Who's that? Who owns that? I don't know. You know, human. Who, who owns this thing? A human. 
It means nothing. It means nothing. Absolutely zero. But when you put a name on it, when you put, no, that's Michael Stephen Ray's. That's identification. That's my object. I claim it. It's mine. I have full authority over it. I have full ownership. I can do anything I want. And same it is. If Jesus Christ has got his name on you, he has full ownership. And that's where it comes with full surrender. You must surrender all your rights, every aspect, because the seal of God is ownership. It is ownership. And you have no control. You've given him all control. If you have not, you are not fully sealed. Because by surrendering, you have given every right to Jesus Christ. And you've given him total, sold out ownership. Amen. And until then, there is no sealing. Because it requires complete, total surrender. My. The ceiling is security. Because it made people, you could not have unauthorized access to something when it got sealed. No one could tamper with it. If you go back to the tomb, they put a seal upon it because they did not want the disciples or anybody to tamper with the tomb. So they put a Roman seal, which was supposedly very secure. No, who's going to tamper with a Roman seal and, 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 uh, and get the consequences of probably a Roman sword? So no one tampered with the seal. So there was some serious security behind the tomb, or so they thought. Amen? And so there was no unauthorized access into what is sealed. And God's sealing... It's unalterable. It's unchangeable. You think security features like a Roman seal on a wall or, or on, a, on a stone or on a dollar, on dollar bill, and they're trying to foil the counterfeiter. They're trying to foil the rustler on a brand. They tried to you know, put a brand there. No one could actually change the brand in a rustler. But I was thinking about that. I said, you know what? Satan cannot rustle. God's people. He cannot rustle when he's put a seal on you. It's an unchangeable, unalterable, fully secure ceiling. There ain't no lifting you out. He's not coming in there and trying to alter the brand or something like that. It's impossible because there's full security unto the day of redemption. My, that's why you want the seal of God upon you, upon your heart. That's why you want the Holy Ghost because it puts a calmness, a peace. You can walk through life and don't really care what comes. You are sealed. Amen. Once you are once sealed with the Holy Ghost, it's a finished work. God has received you. There's no getting away from it. You say, well, I had it and I went away. No, you didn't have it. That's what Brother Branham said. Well, I had it and went away. Mm -mm. You didn't have it. So you need to get it. It is impossible. God seals the most precious cargo known to man and heaven and earth is your soul. And there is no 
losing it. God cannot lose your soul. It's impossible for him because he seals it with such complete totality. I was thinking about the gopher wood. And Brother and brother Bram talks about the gopher wood on the ark. And he says, you know, that, that soft wood, that soft tender wood is so pliable in the hands of God, in the hands of the builder. And so, the, and he goes, but just that gopher wood alone, is go for we type it to your to your life and that tender nice tender heart and it's nice and soft and in the hands of God my he says it's all the builder all that the builder wants he can do as he desires but dear goodness that tender wood that tender life that's in the hands of the devil watch it because it's still moldable it still soaks everything in he says we're so impressionable in we're an influenced humans and we have our spirit realm and we get easily molded by our surroundings and we get pushed and pulled here and influenced by this here and won't identify with that there because we're this moldable this little soft little tender gopher wood that the water that that, that soaks in our surroundings so then we look around us at our worldly popular culture and the, the things that that affect us my goodness, everyone gets pushed and pulled around, around in, from these different world, words, world's ideas. Of course, because without the sealing, without the sealing of God, you're just a sponge. You're going to just soak it in. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah transgender stuff. Well, I mean, everybody's doing that. Well, why not? You're just pulled that way because, oh, the, the rest of the world's doing it. It's wrong. It's wrong. Oh, uh, I can just trim my hair. I mean, what's really wrong with that? No, it's wrong because all you are is an unsealed little soakable thing of, of, of gopher wood. And you're pushed and pulled and you're moving around with the thoughts of the world. But, but there is a pitch that needs to be made. Brother Branham talks about that pitch that had to be come from a tree. And they had to beat it out and boil it and pour it on. He says, oh, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing of the wood before it's cut down. A certain type of timber. Being human. Christ in his humility. Being human in the church. The ark today coming into his church with no more than his own spiritual body. And Christ was cut down. And the life was beat out of him. As they whipped him. As they cursed him. As they pulled the beard. The life he was beat and beat and beat. And that pitch was cut. The blood was shed on Calvary. It took a cross. And they nailed his hands. And the tree he was beat and beat that pitch would come out and then it was boiled down oh my goodness and then they poured it and they'd take it and they'd make a resin out of that if it wasn't the blood of Jesus Christ that could pour upon your gopher wood oh God there that, that, that resin was made and they stirred that pot and then it would get hot super hot and then they pour that over the wood boy did it need to be hot if it was cold it wasn't running it wasn't get into all the little cracks if it was cold and stiff, it would just lay there and float on top. But it needed to be hot. It needed to be maybe a little bit of a, a fire and brimstone service. Maybe something to get a hold of your heart. Maybe some hot, the Holy Spirit moving through you can sear your soul. No cold, stiff, formal religion. Something starchy, but a service where someone can get up and say, Hallelujah! God coats him. And every man that receives Christ, he coats him with the Holy Spirit. He becomes so unminded till he sees nothing but Christ. He doesn't care about the world anymore. You can bump him, bounce him, kick him out, do everything you want to do. He's cased over. In other world, in other words, he's sealed. Glory. All those cracks he sealed up. That's because the hot 
Holy Spirit, just like that pitch, it got carefully poured. And then that gopher wood that was so pliable, that was so, uh, so, so like a sponge, it just started to soak in. It started to take in the Holy Spirit. And it just started to soak in every aspect of your life. It started to move out the movies. It started to move out those, the songs and the music. Started to move out the influences. Started to move out the, the cursing. Started to move these things out. Someone was smoking and drinking. It just started to pour in. And every aspect, every area of your life was sealed by the hot Risen of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, may it be a sealing tonight, Lord. If you have not been sealed, you say, you know what? I've been in and been out. That was me. I've been in and about. I need, I need that. I need that. I, I, I recognize. I don't have it. Because when you are sealed... You might have, you will have tough times, but you are steady as she goes. You're just moving forward. You're going to, it doesn't mean you can't be down. doesn't mean you can't have a tough day. That's not what that means. But you are not one day backslidden, the next day praising God, and then one day, woe is me, I'm smoking a cigarette, and oh, the next, no, that is not it. It's not like that. It's not up and down. I'm here today. I'm gone tomorrow. I'm a sinner today. I'm a saint tomorrow. No, no. You are going forward. God is your, is sealed you. You are looking ahead to the prize. That's a ceiling. Until when? Redemption. Oh, my Lord. May you seal us. Authenticate your own. Prove your ownership and secure until redemption. Amen. That, the goods on that boxcar ain't moving, ain't shifting. Brother Bram says, you know, he checks the load. See if there's rattling around. If something falls out, it's like, Mm-mm, it ain't ready yet. Get her checked again. Amen. And that's what we want. We want to check the load tonight. We're, we're pushing against the boxcar. Is, is it shifting? Is something moving? Is it rattling around in there? Yeah, my life is rattling like crazy. I, I have a problem here. I have this here. I'm struggling with that there. You know what? The answer tonight, the Holy Spirit is pushing, pushing the boxcar. He's saying, no, I can fix it. We can seal you up tonight. We can take care of it. This box needs to move here. This needs to be taken around right here. We need to rearrange, rearrange here. And we can seal you up. Twist that tie on. Put that rope in there. It ain't coming off until glory. Amen. Musicians, why don't you come? And when you're sealed, just as we close and the musicians come, so I got like 30 seconds. When you're sealed, I was just thinking about identifying what we're identified. And we will emulate then. And we will want to identify with who has marked us, who has sealed us. And so his bride will do just that. Because when we bear his mark, when we bear his seal, we will then do the deeds that he desires. Because he has put ownership on us. We have surrendered to that. He has imprinted his life into our hearts. And so the mind that is in Christ Jesus is in you and I. Amen. That's how then you start to know. Well, how do I know I've got the Holy Ghost? But Abraham talks about a gentleman who's going around all these different places. He goes in denomination, denomination. He goes, ah, I, it's too long to go through it. But he, he goes, his wife got saved. And he had nothing, he had no care at all. No care at all for, 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 he said, you know, go, 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 you know, um, have a, have a wonderful time in the services. You can do what you want. And so that went on for a little while. But then, you know, something changed. Something changed for him. And he says, you know, I'm gonna, he thought I'd, he wanted to, uh, 
I'll get it here. Just exactly. He goes, now, honey, you go wherever you want. He says, one day I made a sale to Carlot and someone put in my coat. It was summertime, put in my coat. And he goes, I pulled it out and it was a little card. It says, where are you spending eternity? He's like, oh, put it back in his coat. But something changed. He couldn't get away from it. At one time it was, yeah, go, go to your meetings, go to church, have a good time. No, don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm just going to stay home and read. But then a little card, he come, comes in his coat. Hmm, where are you spending eternity? Hmm. Something clicks. And then he started to search. And then he wanted to hear. And so he needed to speak in tongues. He tried to find it there. Then he needed to do that. And he needed to shout. And so he went there. And he went around to church, to church, to church. To even he went to the Pentecost and says, man, I don't know if you can even get it. And he was pretty disturbed. And so he came to Brother Branham. He said, they tried to do me good up at the voice of healing. He said, and they couldn't. And they told me you was a prophet to come and see you and tell you. And you'd tell me, surely I'd cross the separating line. And they crossed the separating line. He was searching for something. And he's, he's trying to find it. He said, maybe I've crossed the line and there's no hope for me. And if I'd done all this and still didn't have it. So Brother Brown talks to him. And he says, hmm. He says, you know, you don't need a prophet to straighten you out. He says, you just need the word of God. And he goes to Pentecostals and he goes, they told you truth, yet it's not the truth. To shout and speak in tongues, you know, is, is not receiving Christ. Receiving Christ is receiving the person of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. The person of the Lord Jesus. These other things, they take place after that. Now you could do all those and still not have Christ yet. He said, well, Brother Brennan, where can I find him? He goes, I just want to ask you something in your story. And he walked, and he, he walked to him and says, well, what do you mean? He says, you know, that day when you come in and you picked up that little piece of paper and it struck you. And you said, where are we spending eternity? And, you, and something struck to you and you said, oh, I want to seek God. He said, from that time, you were going this way. And then you started going this way. And he says, oh. And then, what did it? He says, well, what changed your opinion? What come in your heart that made you one time not care for God and something make you go to loving God. He goes, what done it? He says, well, I don't know. He says, before there could be a creation, there has to be a creator. God came into your heart right there when you looked at that piece of paper. How simple is that? God met you right there when you pulled out that paper and you said, where are you spending eternity? And you said, oh, I'm looking for God. I need God. I'm seeking Him. And you turned your life around and He went out searching. And He's trying to find it here and He's trying to find it there and trying to, trying to find some satisfaction. Have I, have I found Him? Have I found Him? And all He needed was a, a, the Word of God to say, when you went this way and you turned that way, what struck it? Something changed and you're seeking your face was pointed to Christ. You were looking for the person, not just some sign or something. Some, some some different you know, gift or something, but you were looking for the person inside you. Take control of my heart. His desire was God. I want you. I want all of you. Take full control. And that didn't matter. You know what? In fact, he sold his whole automobile business and he was quite a rich man and he was left there with some little cars. He let it all go because he was searching for the person. Amen. Amen. My, he says, you mean I've had it all along? <laughs> Certainly, brother. 
He jumped out of there and began to scream and cry. Why? That settled it. Glory. I pray tonight, maybe you've been like that. I don't know, but maybe you're just wondering why I'm at it, but look at your life. Check where you were. Did something come across your heart a little while ago? Maybe a few years back, or who knows? Where are you spending eternity? He said, oh God, that's where it was for me. Nine years old. He said, I'm a sinner. I'm going to hell. I'm I'm a grade four. I'm a wretch. Four-year-old wretch. But that's what God revealed to me. I, where am I spending eternity? I don't know. I, I'm going to hell. I need Christ. And I started going this way. And I started going this way. And I pointed my eyes on Jesus Christ. And I've had some difficult moments. And we go through trials. But it's Jesus Christ all the way. I can look back and say, hmm, I'm not running this way. And then running that way. And then running this way. No, no, no. My eye is on Him. The person. The Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit. Stamp His seal in my heart. And you will not deviate. But it requires full surrender. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I pray, Lord, tonight just stamps a seal upon someone's heart. It don't have to be complicated. Just like this car salesman fella. It was a little card in his pocket. It's all it was. And he did a turnaround. He started going the other way. And he said, Lord, I want to identify with you. Mark my life. Not just with the distinction, but seal it with your Holy Spirit. Oh God, I pray that's, that is, that, that is, if there is just one, I preach for one every single time because that was my prayer on a platform for one soul. That's it. I will preach for one. And I know every minister here will preach for one because we're searching for the lost soul. We're searching for the last one. Oh God, prick a heart tonight. Prick a soul tonight. Say, you know what? I am not sealed. I don't have that assurance. I can't say that, that I, I pull a card in my pocket and I have a question. If you have a question. May God take a hold of your heart tonight. If you've got a question, if you reach into your pocket tonight and it says, where are you spending eternity? And if you can't answer that and say with Jesus Christ, I'm spending eternity. I'm waiting for that marriage supper. I'm waiting for that honeymoon of three and a half years. I'm waiting for that millennium of thousand years reign. I can't wait for glory. If that is not your response and you've got a little question in your heart, you say, Lord, I got to, I got to finish it right here tonight. I gotta deal with that right here tonight. I'm not walking out my door tonight because I have no desire. I am not a mark. I'm not being marked by the enemy. I am yours tonight, Lord. I am sealed tonight, Lord. Oh God, whatever it takes. If I've got some little area in my heart, I gotta just, I gotta shed. Do it tonight. Amen. So you can be identified with the Lord Jesus tonight. Amen. If that's your heart, you wanna raise your little hand, we bow our heads. I don't know. I don't know what, what your cry is tonight, but my cry is that Jesus Christ can reach and get a hold of a heart. You might be at a home. I don't know where you are, but pull the card out tonight. Pull that. Are you, where are you in eternity? May your little car salesman, maybe it's a question. Maybe God can just settle in your heart tonight and give you peace because that he had it all the time. He had it all the time. So Lord, I pray tonight Lord, as different ones maybe have raised their hands. Maybe someone, Lord, has really done a little bit of soul searching. Lord, is a mark of the beast. It's a mark for Satan or it's a mark for Christ. But Lord, with Christ it's not just a mark. It's a ceiling. It's an ownership. It's an authentic, Lord, actual Lord, son and daughter of God. And there's full security, Lord. That's what you are desiring. Oh God, I pray tonight that you would, Lord, anchor a soul. You 
you would mark them, Lord. Seal them, oh God. Lord, may there be no question no longer. Lord, that's where the devil gets us. He puts a question in their mind and he drives people and he drives them, Lord, to confusion. Drives them, Lord, to no end. But tonight, like that little car salesman, may they, oh God, may the question be answered. Maybe, Lord, they've had it all this time. But Lord, you're putting an assurance in their heart that they say, you are, you are sealed. God has sealed you. He has anchored you. And he's told you he is, you are his own tonight. Lord, we commit your people into your hand. We pray in your worthy and precious name, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just sing, he came to me. We know that, know that song, Sister Linda. Oh, he came to me. Hallelujah. Oh, he came to me when I could not come to
thankful he came to me the gulf that separated me from Christ my Lord so vast so vast I could never afford but where I was in his domain oh it seemed so far my goodness if you go back to where you were you were so far you were so it was so distant like the prodigal son he would have been there in the muck and the mire of the pigs he says how was it even possible that i could come out of this and go back to the house of my my father it's just it's too far it's impossible i can't get out of this i'm eating them husks and the, and the muck of the corn and the and the pigs oh no oh no but there's one that could call brother Branham said he, an angel was dispatched and he said get up boy and get back home why because it took a supernatural god a supernatural Invent intervention and we're calling back I had in my notes here the token uh, speaking about the, the seal that went on the foreheads of those in Ezekiel and he was speaking about those who sigh and cry for the abomination done in the city but Abraham says so many times how many how many of us in the church are marked because we're sighing and crying for the prodigal sons for the prodigal daughters I said oh God I can answer that we're sighing tonight we're sighing we're getting on Mondays the saints of God, we've got our hearts so so burdened. We're calling out names. We're calling out prodigals because we're marked. It said, seal those that sigh in Christ. And oh God, give us a burden. Put that on our shoulders so heavy, so thick. So Lord, we can't even get away from it because we've got sons. We've got daughters. We've got mothers. We've got fathers. Go up and get after them, oh God. Oh God, and seal them. It might feel like a far away chasm. It's so vast. It's so far. But he can came. He can come. He came to Gabe. He came to me. He came to you. Come to our lost ones, oh God. Come to our lost ones, Lord. You can do it for me. He can do it for anyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Amen. Just as we close, let's just sing in the presence of Jehovah. In the presence of Jehovah.
so much truth Lord because Lord in your presence Lord it doesn't matter what the problem doesn't matter what the burden it doesn't matter what the heartache and the pain it's all mended Heavenly Father tonight I pray Lord your presence would be with your people and descend so sweetly in each of their little places Lord their pews or their homes Lord, may mended hearts be mended tonight, Lord. Lord, you're healer of the broken pieces. You came, Lord, you said, to bind up the brokenhearted. Lord, to save the lost. Heal the sick. Lord, may, Lord, your word go forth now. Touch your people once again, we pray. We commit this service, Lord. Dismiss them. Go with them, Lord. May, Lord, in the tenderness of this atmosphere, the sweetness of your presence, Lord, each heart, Lord, would just listen to your beckoning call. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. Of the King, it's in the presence.